That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, the podcast re-watching and discussing Batman v Superman one minute at a time. This episode, we have arrived at minute 109. And if you are a fan of symbols, which if you are listening to this podcast, you almost certainly are, this is going to be a rich and anticipated minute. Plot-wise, we left Bruce informing Alfred that in the ruins of Wayne Manor when he was a young boy, my father used to sit me down right here, and now we find out what he sat him down to tell him. Minute 109, good news for fans of symbols, but if you are a fan of the House of Wayne, then you're going to want to strap in because this is a rough one. You know, my father sat me down right here, told me what Wayne Manor was built on. Railroads, real estates, and oil. First generation. Made their fortune trading with the French. Pelts and skins. They were hunters. So falls the house of Wayne. We should lead off by saying the mystery is resolved here, that Bruce's father sat him down and told him how the family made their fortune. I really appreciate Jeremy Irons' as Alfred says, you know, they made their money the same way all these American institution families did, which is real estate, railroads, and oil. I can't say how much an American historian would would inject here on the details of how that pro- fortune was made, but Bruce suggested his father told him that this fortune started according to Thomas Wayne, the first generation. This is hilarious because I don't I don't think he's he's not he's not fabricating that, but to me this reads as like 100% he's reverse engineered this whole thing. He's like, oh no, it's me, me becoming a hunter. Like, first of all, to, to generalize what he's doing as hunting is like, a, is, is a jump. But then to be like, oh no, no, this is like, he's like, he's seeking a legacy, but he's, he is already convinced of what he needs to do because of his, his trauma. And so he is, he is taking a, that impulse and reverse engineering it into, oh no, clearly this is what my family was meant to do because nothing else makes sense to me. You know, the world only makes sense if you redefine your family's history in order to spell out, you know, what your legacy is supposed to be. Sold pelts and skins trading with the French. They were, quote, hunters. We've obviously spent a lot of time the last minute and previous minutes saying that Bruce is kind of repeating, this needs to be about my dad, this needs to be about my father, this needs to be about my legacy. I think it adds context here. This is just hilarious because this is the moment of the movie where a literal symbol, collection of symbols appears in a Zack Snyder film. It's not only a symbol, but explicitly overt in-text collection of symbols that are meant to signify something about the Wayne family to the audience. And it's, it's, it's funny because the fact that that is there, well, he, it feels like satire if you kind of watch it with that context. Like it's, it's, it's very straight-faced. Like even the way Bruce says, because even even if they like, let's say that was like, let's take take him completely at his word here. The first generation they traded with the French, like the the traders 
weren't always the ones that that got the the pelts. They would get the pelt. They would sell it someone who would who would dry them and stretch them and 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 do this. Like the the, the hunters were not the ones that were turning the pelts into tradable furs and then also trading them. And so and the the way that he nods, the, the his eyes shift is like very this very self assured like. They traded with the French, and then he pauses for a second because the next thing out of his mouth is does not track at all from what he's established. And he's like, "They were hunters." Yeah, that's it. Like he says that, then Alfred looks down at the floor, like, "I don't, I don't see a bow and arrow or pelt. Like, there's like that's this is your 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 family's crest, and it doesn't seem to really care about hunting." <laughs> yeah, and this is that's the perfect segue into what the actual crest is. And I want to give credit to Zack Snyder. Just the amount of critics and detractors who would assume and expect there to be something bat-related in this family crest, and there is not. I'm, I said to Stephen before that maybe if you really wanted to stretch, you could say that the overall crest kind of appears like a, a hooded figure holding open the cape and exposing what would have to be the stupidest bat symbol ever. A different approach to having criminals fixate on a chest logo. Well, it's like the people that hated the the Jared Leto damaged tattoo. They were they were like people just like crazy about that. Well, they even made a uh, like there were photoshops of of Bruce Wayne where it said like orphan on his forehead and it was like dead parents was on his chest. I, I should point out that on the set of Suicide Squad, David Ayer's film, in the costume department, they did have that photo of Affleck posted. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yes, I saw that firsthand <laughs> during the set visit. So the family crest, I guess we can explain this to people who don't know a whole lot about heraldry and family crests. Stephen and I, let's get this out of the way. Every symbol in a family crest represents strength. Uh, obviously, because this is, you know, propaganda to some level. Everyone, yeah. Everything on a family crest means whatever you want it to mean. It just means strength. Everything's strong. Nothing says weak. You're never going to hear someone say. So in this coat of arms, this actually represents cowardice in this line. Twelve generations ago, your grandfather was a little bitch. And so they put, <laughs> that's why they put a, like. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I think the things that hold true in a coat of arms did disseminate in different parts of the culture. So a lion represents strength and courage. An eagle represents the same thing, basically. Virtue, when it has the wings outstretched, it's it's to protect and guard fiercely. There's strength portrayed in that differently. I do think the one thing of note that's interesting, though, is that in the top of this Wayne family crest, it's not uncommon, but they use a real, say it with me, a knight helm. I know it is unique in this case because it's not necessarily historically accurate, but I think that that is probably the most, you know, the closest thing we get to a wink to Bruce Wayne becoming the Dark Knight. Certainly not over the line. If this was in a comic art, I, I think it would be appreciated and acknowledged as a, as a wink to the audience. It can kind of refer to nobility. The same thing extends to the gauntlet, the arming sword. It all speaks to uh, a knightly virtue, this first generation of American Waynes. We don't know where they came from, but this is a good hint to that. But there are two things worth looking at in, under closer examination here. One of them is what is on top of that knight's helm, and the other one is what the images inside it make up when seen together. I don't know what the significance is supposed to be here in heraldry, but the knight atop of the Wayne family crest is wearing a crown with seven points. Yeah, and seven is always interesting. It's one of those numbers that like... I don't know. It's always so funny when we start, to, especially when it involves like numbers or symbols, because like we said, it means whatever you want. But especially with heraldry, because 
if anybody's ever looked up, like tried to find your family crest or interpret your family crest, there's tons of sites that are like, um, it's like getting a tattoo where it's just like the, everything kind of just means generic or, or it'll be, it'll be specific stuff, but it's, you know, whatever, like you said, everything means strength or everything means nobility or, and the same thing with numerology is, is every number is every number means you're a free spirit. But seven is one of those ones that that's that's kind of significant. I couldn't. Seven is important because it's the number seven. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. it's not an accident. Right, and in these movies, it's it's always that kind of stuff always gets crazy too. Because oh, well, unite the seven, you know, and then we spend three years talking about who the seven that are being united are, and it turns out maybe it meant the seven seas the whole time, or <laughs> so. Like, if there are seven, then who would who would the cross in the center of this crown represent? It would work out so cleanly if there was an additional member to the Justice League so that Superman could be like the one who died and then, you know, was risen at the center of the crown, being placed upon the head of Batman. That would be really, really rich in symbolism. Again, we're so used to talking about symbols (laughs) where it isn't apparent in this film. Then when we get to a minute where it's like symbolism, the minute. This is kind of just what we've been talking about, but in, in literal form. Yeah, this might be like an all-seeing eye on the crown, and that's very Batman-ish. We talked about how there's an all-seeing eye watching these characters currently, even if they don't know it. It's like when the symbolic meaning is the meaning, you end up in a unique minute for the movie and for us. I'll draw the attention because I think it's just a cool thing to call out. The crown is obviously represents what it represents. But in the actual images selected to represent the Wayne family here, they do kind of fit with what he has implied about his family history at a passing glance, which is a blade or a sword obviously is there because there's a military virtue specifically to this family. There's an armored gauntlet. Again, not uncommon. If we were looking at the back of the hand, it might imply sinister. That would be interesting, but but it is a we're seeing the palms, so that is a standard, implying more than just wealth or status. Not a clenched fist would represent something very different in this movie and for generally heraldry. And then let's just say, finally, there's an animal in this crest, because that fits with what Bruce is saying here. So those are the individual elements. At a passing glance, someone could look at it and say, okay, yeah, sure, maybe this is based on like real family crest, but we would look at this and say, this family family crest belonging to Bruce Wayne is a gloved hand, a knife, and what looks to be a lamb. A knight sacrificing a lamb. A knight who is making a sacrifice of an innocent animal. Well, here we go. Too subtle, Stephen? Or not subtle enough? Too subtle or whatever is the most absolute opposite of subtle based on the Christ-like in this movie specifically and also in the Superman story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's one of those things where I think the, the too subtle versus not subtle enough question is very much a how was it intended versus how is it how is it received? How is Bruce seeing it? Well, he's looking he's seeing whatever he needs. He has a a knightly duty and also seeing it as and he he his legacy is being a hunter. So he is performing his his noble duty of the the jump from hunting to it's my job to kill Superman is <laughs> like like, like, because Hunter is inherently like you're doing it for, for food or for profit. Not, you're not a soldier. You're not a, not police. What is just as important as anything else we are talking about here is as regal and knightly and virtuous as this family crest appears to be, it has fallen into complete disrepair, covered over with dirt and leaves because everything else like Bruce Wayne's life, again, tying back to the leaves in the first scene, has fallen for him. And on that note, Bruce exits the ruins of Wayne Manor and Alfred utters the iconic 
so falls the house of Wayne. Because we talked about the fantastic framing of them in the previous minute. In this minute, that shot of Bruce walking out into a field, it calls back to his dream where he's walking out to his mother. But here, it's explicitly directionless. There's there's nothing that he's walking to, as far as we can tell, obscured by the pitch black of the house that he's walking out of. And I think as, as Zach has pointed out also... The, the shots of people walking towards things. There's a lot of shots yeah, of people totally. walking away from things or walking towards things. I think it's really interesting in this context because immediately after he talks about what his family crest means and what the Wayne family stands for, he's saying this in a dilapidated, worn, worn down house that's like the, and the crest itself has fallen. And, and, and just the notion that he's standing where he is being like, here's what my family's legacy is all about. And it's like your, your family's legacy is falling apart around you you live in a glass house literally dude and then following that he the the final shot of that is him walking away from out of the family house which is shown to be in darkness like there's a lot going on there bruce at this point seems to be believing that oh i finally found my direction i know what i must do the path is clear to me now and he sets off on it and then we like through alfred's eyes see him leave and the opposite is true and once again in the the like borderline if not overtly um, like satirical way that he's just so serious in this. And he's like you said, he's not even really having a conversation. He just kind of tells Alfred, he's like, Oh, we were hunters. And then he walks away with his confidence of purpose. And Alfred is just standing there. Like, like he, he's like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, so falls out. So it's this moment of like sadness, but also this moment of like, what did I just was he talking to me? Like what? Yeah. Anytime you start talking like this, Bruce, where you seem supremely resolved, I know it has to be bad because your moral compass is totally gone and broken. Like I want to see a, um, I don't know. I'm so fixated on this, but I want to see a recreation of this like office style with like Michael Scott <laughs> as Bruce Wayne. They were hunters. <laughs> Speaking of broken moral compasses, we go from, we go from this to Nancy Grace. But before we do, we don't do a ton of Easter eggs or like comic book references or homages calling out on, on the watch through. We've done some, but they typically are either super cool or, or have to do with something very specific that relates to the story. This one is far more thematic and a bit more, a, a much deeper cut. And that is Rally's Diner, which is Martha Kent's place of employment. I should probably ask, Stephen, are you familiar with the reference in Rally's Diner? No, I'm not. Okay, perfect. Then you'll learn along with our listeners semi-deep pull it's like a famous story among superman fans surely but it's from john burns superman number nine and like most john burns stories it is brilliant it's actually a small backup story called 900 miles to metropolis or metropolis 900 miles where lex luther visits this tiny diner that is 900 miles from metropolis and asked to sit at a table of a, of a younger waitress and basically waste no time in revealing i know you i know your whole story you're just a, an anecdote to me of a young girl who had such big dreams and hopes and and now they're all gone and now you're working at this restaurant and you're married to some guy and i'll give you a million dollars to leave all of that and spend one month with me give yourself to me for one month it's it's skeezy in the way that john burns lex luther really is break everything that is important to you just to have this i know you'll do it i know there's a price it has this kind of attitude in the end he leaves before the waitress even makes up her mind and, and then goes on to say that the point of doing it was not to get her or not but 
that she'll never know what she'd do. So it's this kind of mastery over another person because he doesn't see other people as people. They're things to him, playthings to be toyed with. While none of that is included in the movie here, the fact that Rally's Diner is mentioned means that this is absolutely what is on Zack Snyder's mind and Chris Terrio at, at some point. That even if Lex is not this man yet, that is absolutely who this Lex would become with a little power. Well, and it, it it's funny because it, it flips like almost every element of that story where like Lex is not there and he doesn't tell her he'll take her away and then but she goes out and does get taken away but it's not for the life like it's it's like you take like literally every single plot beat of that story is just flip 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 and then you have this we probably don't need to comment a whole lot uh, once again on the way that the media frames everything it is funny how we're back to that whole inference of wrongdoing without evidence or outright stating it they're just the asking the question i'm not pointing any yeah, fingers okay. i'm now just we know saying technically we have to wait for the evidence yeah exactly sure we have to wait for evidence but and then also the fact that i mean it's nancy grace just the the the, the name grace is a funny in this context to be like i'm not casting judgment i'm just saying without any you know grace for superman the martha taking out the trash after she's listening to that, I think it's just really funny because like she's not saying anything under her breath or whatever, but you know that she's like in her head, she's like taking out a different kind of trash. There's also the, I think we saw this, maybe the same one even, or we saw the Larry Fong Three of Clubs before, right? Yes, we saw that in Wally's. Uh... Right. Uh, oh, but we didn't see this exact same one because I know that we were in the diner before, but regardless, there's, there's the Larry Fong's signature uh, Three of Clubs up in the mirror. It literally cuts it off mid-sentence where they go, if there's going to be a criminal, and then you don't hear anything else. And and then it just fits right back into that. Like, there's, what do you, I'm not saying, but let's talk about if there's a criminal invest, yeah, if there's a criminal investigation. Now we get to talk all about Superman being a criminal, despite waiting, not waiting for evidence. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nothing new here, but Martha Kent, in a terrific bit of meta-commentary, is, is doing her work and decides, after listening to Nancy Grace, that it's time to take out the trash, which she does. She takes the trash out and unfortunately... Or no, wait, no. Yeah, nothing sinister at all about this. It's just a normal, everyday taking out the trash. Yeah, this minute ends completely fine. Martha Kent is doing wonderfully. Um, the House of Wayne is, is in real trouble, but the House of Kent seems to be doing just fine at its regular day job. That is where we leave Minute 109, literally less, but symbolically exactly 900 miles from Metropolis. We will continue the story in Minute 110, but in the meantime, share the podcast with a friend, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and follow us on Twitter at BVSByTheMinute and at SnyderMinute. You can find all of the podcasts we're doing at SnyderMinute.com, and if you want to support the podcast more directly and get a little extra content, you can go to Patreon.com slash SnyderMinute. We also specifically invite everybody to let us know in all of those places what you think about the Wayne family crest, and I guess more importantly, what you think about our reading of it. Do you like some things that we pulled out? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us or think that we missed something crucial in our interpretation? In a cruel twist of fate, do you think that Batman v Superman by the minute equals blind. Hey, yeah, sure, I'll open your chocolate milk. What, from McDonald's? Are you going to go drink it upstairs? Yeah. All right, thank you.